This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Exonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Exonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Welcome in once again on another beautiful Wednesday morning here for your Work and Watch Wednesday here with Divots and Pivots live from TikiLive.com, Belly Up TV. You can find it on Roku and Apple TV. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and YouTube and anywhere you hear your podcast, you can find us. So uh, wherever you're taking us in, thank you for tuning in and listening to us because it is U.S. Open Week and right down the road, practically close enough maybe more than five miles away. Who knows? It's the Brookline, not the Brookline Country Club. Jesus, it's just the Country Club in Brookline, uh, and we're excited to have this here locally. We are we are pumped. Uh, we get some special stuff that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But first of all, as always, Mister Bud Copeland, my counterpart, my better half. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? You complete me. I'm doing wonderful. The uh, it, like you said, it's it's U.S. Open Week, Country Club at Brookline, uh, one of the one of the homes, quote unquote, of golf, one of the founding clubs. So much history. And right mm-hmm. off the top, <clears throat> I'm going to hit you with a little bit of local local knowledge. And the Country Club, there's there's two fun things going on here. And golf people understand. Last Monday, longest day ever, or longest day in golf. They call it the 36 hole qualifier finals, 49 spots. We talked about it a little bit last week. But there was a couple of local stories that really came out. One that I saw an extra layer from Mass Golf put it out there. 
Uh, first and foremost, there's like a 57 year old who is a local pro who qualified and he's from Holden. He's, you know, and he's even said, he's like, I'm going to sleep in my own bed and play in the U S open. He's like, this is like That's a dream fantastic. come true. Yeah. And, and like, um, Oh God, I just blanked on his name. Glenn. Oh, no. Hold on. Oh, we're, Cut and pause. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna edit that out. Shipping off to Boston is Michael Thornbornson, who's our local twenty year old wonder kid. He's a Massachusetts guy, senior at Stanford. He qualified as well, along with my buddy Fran Quinn. There Fran Quinn uh, from Holden Mass or out of Holden Mass right now, so he qualified. But back to my guy Michael, real quick. Don't sleep on Michael uh, Thornbornson. Who again? See, he's a senior. He's a senior at Stanford, but he's a Massachusetts guy. He is the reigning Massachusetts amateur champion, okay. and the last time that an amateur won the U.S. Open was at the Country Club, the greatest game it ever was. played. Francis, we met. You know, he he held off Harry Varden and Ted Ray in a in a, in a playoff. And Still um, storied is one of the possible most influential moments in golf history. Just it, amazing. There's, there in the in the the wonky nerdy golf circles that I like to think that I I, I frequent in my mind, <laughs> um, it is known as kind of like the birth of modern golf. He gave yes. quote unquote the birth to modern golf, and uh, the, when he won, he also was a 20 year old man like Michael Thor Bjornsson. He also was the reigning Massachusetts amateur champion. The site of the U.S. Open was also the Country Club. And at his qualifying event, his final qualifier, he too finished one stroke back of the medalist. So there's this sneaky cosmic <laughs> parallel. And, and and we're getting into an era of parody in golf where kids are look at Colin Morikawa. You know, he's got mm-hmm. two he's got two majors. He won one fresh out the gate after turning pro. Michael Thor Bjornson, and I hope I'm so sorry, Michael. I'm butchering this. I know I am. I apologize, but um, he, the kid's phenomenal. He's also going to hit the first tee shot on Thursday, so keep oh, an eye perfect. on Michael. And uh, that might come into play. You know, early the early wave on Thursday is going to luck out on any kind of potential weather coming in on Friday. But as usual, you said hello, and I gave you a five minute soliloquy on my life story. But that's how excited I am for this week. It is U.S. Open week. Yes. I get, I get. It's a different vibe. It's a different channel. Than Masters Week. I think Masters is kind of like a family reunion. Um, I think U.S. Open is like your buddy just called and said, hey, I'm getting married. And you're like, again? You're like, sweet, <laughs> bachelor party, let's go. Uh, it's just a different kind of excitement. So I hope you're pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, my my brother-in-law is going to it on Friday. I was able to help him out with some some connections and get him some sweet parking at, uh, at, at the school <laughs> that's right next door. So, yeah, it was actually, yes. it came in at the last minute. Um, Perfect. So, but we have yes. plans for that as well. We'll get to it later in the show on Saturday. Yes. We have some plans. We're going to be watching it together and playing some golf and um, and hanging out. Speaking yeah, of we'll, golf, we'll, go ahead. we'll get that. Well, sorry, we'll get that. But you, you, so you, you kind of touched on wanting to talk about the course and the weather coming up, and then you you kind of spilled into to some 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 great local shoutouts, which is fantastic as well. But it is so. It, this is interesting. This is the first time U.S. Open has been played at the Country Club since 1988. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's been a while since, I mean, hell, none of the guys playing have played at this course at, 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 a, at a major level like this. And I'm not even sure when the, I think the last time a PGA Tour event was held here was in the late 90s. Um, Something like that. Yeah. So it hasn't even been a long time since a lot of these guys have probably played this course in general. Uh, no, so, and again, that's for some like local knowledge for a kid like Michael is going to come in handy because he's played it here, you know, throughout. Yeah. I think he actually won the Mass Amateur there. Like, I think it was at yeah. the country club when he won it. So, 
Um, there's that kind of stuff. The course well, itself, it, to, yeah. to your point, it being new, it's 27 holes, but they come up with what's called a composite course. So anytime you look mm-hmm. in the Wikipedias and it'll say like Torrey Pines North or Black Page, Beth Page Black, sure. um, it'll say the country club and it says composite course because they just reroute a fresh one every year. You can yep. see the 20, 2019 routing map that was proposed and accepted. Well, and, uh, you'll probably, and you'll probably know this and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the 11th hole par three, if I have it correct, is the first time it's being played since the greatest game ever played in, in a tournament like this. I could be yeah, wrong, but I could have sworn it, it, I heard it, that. It's the first time in a in a PGA Tour event it is going to be played since uh, since that famous day. It's actually the first time this par three has ever been used in a major. So, yeah, it's sure. – um, and, and I, I think it's the 11th or – okay, first I want to say – I want to say it was three. the 11th. I thought that's what it was. You – because – it is like the 11th or the 13th hole on whatever course it normally sits on. And it's going to be sure, the yeah. 11th or the 13th. So yeah, you are right. And it's tiny. It's short. It's a hundred. Yes. It's, it's, it's a wedge, but Gil Hans, uh, our, 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 our course architect guru, who you've heard his name because he did some work, handiwork at Southern Hills um, and their redesign prior to their PGA. And so he did a little work at the U S at the country club and on, on this hole, particularly it's a tiny green tabletop style mm-hmm. rolls off in four directions, bunkers all around it. And that's the kind of, that's the, the, whatchamacallit. I'd say that's the scuttlebutt on the course right now. If you go on YouTubes or Instagrams or the TikToks and you see the players and what they're doing, they're doing that thing where they drop a ball right you know, from their knees and it disappears in the rough and you can't see it. Or yep. they just drop a ball and it rolls 150 yards back into the fairway. That's the kind of test they're facing, which is why this week there are certain there are certain stats that we'll get into later that are just yes. it, it's almost it's almost like you really can you you really can narrow down the field pretty quick, and then mm-hmm. from there we're going to get into some of that strokes gained you know home lifestyle stuff mm-hmm. that you know I love to get into kind of like last week at the RBC. What I tell you, folks. Eat the chalk because of all this sure. live tour stuff that's and going. Rory came up. through. He and he, he, you know, he 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 spoke a high, uh, a tough game. He he chirped a bunch and he answered and he said, "This is why I'm allowed to talk. This I, is what well, happens I, when I go when I go out here and shoot a round four sixty two. You can shut up and listen to what I got to say, dude. I mean, and that, <laughs> his sixty two almost got trumped by uh, Justin Rose's. He had, he yeah. shot sixty. He shot sixty with three bogeys. So I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely think that they they there were some shots fired. Um, what made me laugh about Rory? You know, I kind of wanted to hug him afterwards because he's such a nice guy, and it it didn't pain him to do it. But he was smiling, kind of like, yeah, it's one more than somebody else I know. Wink, wink. You know, and it was. I, he, so, found, I text, he found some joy in that. Of course he did, and he was doing it for more. He was doing it for more than himself. He was kind of saying like there's there is glory in what we do here and what we do here matters including you greg like hey your 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 legacy Mm -hmm. is not going to be defined by this it's it's over here you're continuing it into this this realm that you have to accept it's now part of you i i texted my buddy i said he looked like um he looked like the kid in gym class who well, he who's always getting picked last and he's always getting smashed in dodgeball and everything like that. And then all of a sudden the spelling bee came around and he waxed everybody. <laughs> and he's like, you're yep. like, look at, look at me now, Greg, huh? Who's the shark now? <laughs> so, which that too is very on brand. I don't want Rory to be a dick. I, if he's going to no. try to be mean or throw shade, I want him to look like he's doing it as a Brit would, you know, very politely. Yeah, he, just, he just answers it on the course. 
now, Je- now Justin Thomas and, and John Rahman, we're already kind of falling right into what we have to, which is this, this live <laughs> tour. Um, well, okay. Actually- so we, I was going to say, ahead. well, maybe, maybe we do the live. I'm, I'm not, I, cause I don't want to miss, I don't want to back to the uh, course. Okay. Are we going to go back to the course? You think? Or are we going to go back to the course? the course? Okay, let's quickly go back to the course because I think what Quit. you, what because you brought up a good point in that, I think with the way this course is, because look, this is a it's barely over seventy two hundred yards. It's a short course for PGA standards. The rough is from everything we're hearing is going to be insanely hard this week. So yeah. this is going to be a course where, and like you said, with the way the greens are, you know, a lot of tabletop greens, a lot of you got to place the ball right. It's going to bring tiny, into a lot tiny, of tiny, oh, tiny, exactly. tiny greens. A lot of guys who are you who have some knowledge of this course are gonna have a shot this week to to at least make the cut. Now I'm not telling you your your boy there, Michael Thomas Bjorn, whatever his name was. I apologize. Thorne Bjornsson. Thank it's you. Thor- yeah. It's just Michael Thorne Bjornsson. Thorne Bjornsson. That's it. I'm not telling you he's gonna come out here and win. But would it shock me if someone like that who has a history of, do, of doing well in this course is low amateur, uh, makes the cut? Like not at all. Like there, there's, there's gonna be value out there. And you're going to have to find guys who can really surgically play this course this week, because if you're in the rough, you're dead. Yeah. It, it's, it's going to, it, the local knowledge will help. Unfor- I mean, unfortunately nobody, like this is yeah. also the country club is not kind of like Southern Hills where like, Hey, yeah, everybody come on in. I mean, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tight knit group. It's, it's not uh, like no one's, a, it's not like anyone's a member here. Like none of the big names are members here. I, like, I, yeah. I'd actually, I'd actually love to know if any of them are right. Like they, they kept Brady on the ropes until he brought home, I think the fifth Super Bowl. That's when they were like, okay, all right, <laughs> now, sure, now, yeah. now you're welcome. Uh, no, but the, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. You got to hit the fairway and then you yeah. got to be able to putt. And here's something else. Here's a, qu- a sneaky little uh, kind of detail. I just, I didn't see this until recently. Poa Greens. We're back yeah. on POA, East Coast POA. I didn't, you know, I didn't think we'd see, you know, you don't it's see it a too little, much. It's a little different. <laughs> but then again, uh, the only reason I mentioned that is because I do think of, I do associate, we've talked about this before, some of the West Coast guys who are, who can tap into that in moments of stress. What's that muscle memory coming back to, you know, when it <laughs> is, you know, <clears throat> Daniel, Daniel Berger, <laughs> Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys like that. Um, so I think it's going to be, I'm so looking forward to it. I played golf with a guy last weekend who um, he's a lawyer. And he said that there was about 10 years in a row in the early two thousands that he had a client who would bring him out there four or five times a year to play. And he said, it is, it's absolutely worth it. It's up there with like Pine Valley or anywhere else where if you get the invite, you almost have to do, you have to drop what you're doing and go. So it's going to be fun to get back there and see these guys get, get pushed around a little bit. I'm not going to lie because the the U S open is always about, It's it's supposed to be, it's so interesting because it's, you got the two dynamics where it's the open to where, so many people can qualify where you have so many amateurs mixed into most, it, where it feels like the most accessible major out there, but at the same time, it, it also feels like, I mean, so it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it is the most accessible major out there, but at the same time, it's, it also tends to play as the most brutally challenged one, challenging one. It is these two dynamics that you feel like shouldn't go together, but just, it works. It, it like I gotta love what you're pointing out. It's kind of one of those things. The most accessible thing is also the most exclusive prize, yes. and that and, and when you talk to that's why I'm gonna go ahead and I'll go ahead and tease it or tease it right now. I'm in love with Brooks. I'm in love with Brooks mm-hmm. kept at the U.S. Open for many reasons, but also he does back have a switch winner. that that back to back winner. He finished um, 
And then he was runner up like the year after. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, so it's, it, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't mess around and he knows he's, he's and he's another one. He's pissed, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, it's not the money. I think we've seen it. Okay. Charles Schwartzel got $4.78 million and it, you know, it, and yeah. it, it the, okay, cool. So here's my thing on the live tour and I'm going to go ahead and make my statement. I, I pledged my allegiance to the PGA tour on this show early, early, early. Yes. Um, we and I, I, I was super excited to see the live tour on Thursday. It was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And then um, that was that. I don't care. I didn't watch it Friday. Yeah. I didn't watch it Saturday. I didn't, I didn't not, find myself looking to tune back in after that. No, not after, not out of protest or anything. I saw the course, no. cool course, nice, beautiful place. Centurion club. Of course it'd be a dope place to play. Uh, I, yep. I, I am a sucker for gimmicks and exhibition style stuff. So I did, I did enjoy that format of um, the, the pros going off in a shot. So there is that accessible kind of like, I'd love to see some, some style of uh, a tournament or two of the shotgun start um, yeah. here in the States. Just to mix it up, because that I that I did find that a draw. Mm-hmm. Couldn't care less about the team aspect. I really don't think these yeah. guys were making decisions based on the team. I thought I thought the team aspect was going to play more, like have a bigger role in the tournament. Honestly, and it, it really did. Everybody was still playing as individual golfers, and I'd, I'd be more interested. If it was, I'd be more interested if it was a blind draw after the fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like everybody go play and then we're just going to, we're going to blindly pair you all up and we're going to see where you land. And that's like a bonus pot. That's that side kind of inspiration of play your best. Yeah. Cause you never know. Uh, you know, you don't know who you're getting played. I would take that from it, but that's all I took from it was like, wow, that was fun to watch. And then moving along. And when you saw the kind of reactions that the guys are getting this week now, Mm-hmm. You, you and I talked a little before we got on, got on the air here that, uh, you know, Phil, it was his birthday. It was his yep. birthday yesterday. So he was getting the love from the crowd. We love you, Phil. We're here for you, Phil. Pause. I, <laughs> A, the USGA is not going to allow you to protest, heckle, hassle, whether it's for about the Saudi government or anything, whether it was, yep. I, you know, it doesn't matter. They're not, they're not going to tolerate it. So there's already that hard line of not even anybody's going to step out of line. Nobody's going to risk it. Yeah. All right. So there's that. And if they do, they're going to get escorted out. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not excusing anything. I'm just saying Phil went out there Monday and took his lashings from the reporters, did it again on Tuesday, yep. um, said all the right things, looked defeated. He's not, you know, I, I think he's, he's, it's kind of like Bryson came out and said his piece of this was a business decision. I respect everybody's position to feel how they want to feel. And here's my take on it. Okay. All right, and you know you reap what you sow, yep. and you're taking. There's nothing else you, to be said. It's just the fact of the right, matter. From both right. sides, everyone can have their opinion. And that's the bottom line. Is and all I, that has to be said. I liked seeing the fans kind of say, "Hey, Phil, we're here for you." Because who the hell are we to judge them? Oh, you like yeah. Phil? He went to the live tour, so you like Saudi backed MBS sponsored murder? Like, okay, are so you that? So are you? Are you? So if Nike calls me up right now and offers me a deal, I'm, and offers me five times what I'm getting paid at my job right, right now, right? Am I gonna get? Am I gonna get shit on by the crowd because? I mean, because I exactly. took the money. <laughs> so and, and so, I do. I do. Um, I understand the 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 Brandel Shambles and the golf journalists and and the sports journalists and just journalists. This is a story. It's a real story. It's a geopolitical story, sure. which is why we're not talking about it too much because we're not journalists. Uh, yeah. But it's our but it's our sport. So it was good to yes. see that Phil Phil got that. Glad to see that these these folks are asking the questions they want to ask. You know, they have every right to ask them. The players have every right to answer them or not answer them. Um, I was more tell. Uh, there was more telling action to me 
when I read the piece that Jordan Spieth walked over to Billy Horschel and said, mm. you know, congratulations on the win, you know, good, good job. Play well out there this week. And people would like a couple people who were standing around said that Kevin Na was standing there and locked eyes with Jordan to give him a head nod, you know, just kind of like, Hey, and apparently yeah. Jordan just stared at him, turned, walked away. And I'm like, okay, like yeah. this is, there's some, I, look, there, I think between the players, there is some tension. It, it, some of them, not all of them, but I think between the players, there is some tension. Uh, well, I, I don't blame him. I mean, you, you're messing, you're potentially messing with my money. And that, you exactly. know, that, one and, way or the it, other, you could say that from either side, from right? either position of either player, for sure. So it makes sense with this tension. Right. So, it, but I, here's the other part. Here's the flip side to that. And I think I've said this the whole time. I'm not anti new leagues or new opportunities coming sure. up. Um, and I'm not even so much hung up on the Saudi, the Saudi money part of it as I am, like I said, there was this quasi arrogance around it to where I think, well, I mean, you, again, you look at who's running it and the, where the money's coming from. What do you expect? Yeah, you know. And the Greg way they Norman, came out Greg the Norman's gate been, was uh, the way they came out of the gate was a uh, was put a sour taste out the, the right away in everyone's mouths. They cleaned it up as they went on. They figured some stuff out, but it's hard to forget that sour taste to start. I, yeah, so we'll see how the we'll we'll see how the live guys do this week. We'll see if this is their last U.S. Open. You never know. USGA left their language very much yeah. open to we're not going to we're not going to take anything away right now. But that doesn't mean that they're not. I mean these these governing bodies can snap their fingers and change the rules tomorrow if they want to. So and to be clear, they can all the USGA, Augusta National, like all these groups that run these majors, they can all make their individual decisions separate from the pga they live in their own world when it comes to golf i'll go ahead and make my prediction right now and then maybe we'll uh we'll we'll pivot uh to to some predictions with the pit stop with the pit stop at at the clubhouse pun fully fully intended intended. absolutely (laughs) intended like i leaned into that pun i wrote it this morning at 5 30 no i didn't you know i could Uh, tell it was just beautiful man right it was it was well executed (laughs) punitry but the RNA, the USGA, and, and Augusta National, and I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction now, they're not going to ban or I think even address it any further. I think they'll put out statements mm-hmm. uh, independent of one another in their own timeline that just says we recognize that this thing is going on. We're just not going to change our entry requirements. Yeah. There. They're going to they're say they're monitoring the situation and they're going to wait as long as possible until they feel like they are backed into a corner to make a decision. Because they don't I, they have no see, incentive I disagree to make with, a, I, I don't think I they have any incentive to make a decision. Well, okay. Well, see, I, I, agree that you, I agree that there's no rush for them to make a decision. I don't yeah. think it's going to be from them being backed into a corner. I think that they're just – but that's what I mean by the subtle – because this is not they, they're not in a position to say like oh this doesn't affect us this doesn't yeah it does sure. because we you know everybody knows everybody in this circle so what are you doing when greg norman and these people reach out to you what are you going to tell them when they apply for when they say hey can you offer up two invitations or you know four invitations to the winning team from the live tour and then the top finishing individual not on that team like there's going to be some sort of offer that comes in and those oh, are yeah, five you know what's coming it makes sense so those that are, it's coming those are five spots and I could see, I mean, I could see some of them maybe, maybe cutting a deal, but I could also see them all wanting to say, we don't believe in this. We don't want to get into bed with this, but instead of saying that out loud, all we're going to do is just say, we're not making any changes at this time. And like you said, monitor the situation. 
Um, because then that way it'll either naturally just die out. Sure. You know, there's no way for, you have to be a past champion to get here. Uh, and the PGA tour, you know, or the minute that the PGA tour and the live tour make some sort of agreement or understanding, which I don't see that happening. Fun, fun mm-hmm. fact though. Did we, did we mention, I don't think we mentioned this last week that the, Back in 1968, when the PGA Tour got its start, it was born out of an incredible. We talked about this an incredibly similar set of circumstances where the the the, the touring pros, the guys who were actually doing this mm-hmm. full time and they had stopped teaching, were getting upset with kind of the staleness of it, the lack of money, um, the the fact that these fields had so many of these teaching pros in it. They were PGA pros, but it's kind of like, is this really a professional? To, sure. you know tournament so they broke off a bunch of them broke off they formed their own group slash organization it existed for about four or five months uh they they gathered up sponsors they had tournaments lined up and then the pga tour the pga and this group which was the american professional golfers that's it was apg just, american, just, american the one they just switched the letter around that's it american <laughs> professional golfers and uh they they came to an agreement ultimately and came back together and formed a new tournament advisory committee. They honored all obligations and all contracts that were made by all parties, but this new group was the PGA tour. So it's, it we're talking. And and so I've read this article from the Spokane review, December, whatever, 1968. And the way they described it was identical. I mean, Group small small group of pros dissatisfied over money and other circumstances around how the mm-hmm. tournaments are being run. They want to go do their own thing that is more tailored to the modern pro. I mean, everything is identical. The only you know variable is obviously the source of the money that we've talked about. But sure, yeah. it it leads me to believe that this is not the last we're hearing of this. I don't think there's gonna be a team team series, but I do think, like I've said before, I think we're gonna come back around to some sort of wgc or this yeah this so right now we've got the invitational level which is the bay hill pga or the players Mm -hmm. bay hill jack genesis that's that level that's the you know the bigger exemptions the normal pga tour wins then you got the majors and i think what we might find is that kind of another tier somewhere in there that again at the beginning of the year you have got to have finished in like the top 60 of the fedex cup the previous year and then if you're still within the top 60 you can qualify for these there's going to be some sort of middle level in there. Yeah. It feels like it's just going to be an evolution of, like we said, something they already have in the WGC, something that is technically outdated for what the WGC was created for. Right. It's it, just going to, it just feels like it's going to transition into something that they now need more than they need the WGC, which speak- makes sense, which from a business standpoint, yes. you evolve, you make sense. It's not a bad thing for the PGA to do that. It's, so it, it wouldn't shock me. No. And, and, and it, I just don't, I don't know how this ends for these players. I, yeah. I don't know. It depends on how the money is structured. Um, it depends on what the other requirements are, because I'll tell you what, the, the Saudi government or whoever this money's coming from is not paying Phil Mickelson $50 million a year to play in eight tournaments and nothing else. There's going to be appearance yeah. fees. There's going to be, and that's the, that's the part that does kind of, you know, what do you do when some of those favors get called in? Is yeah. this the kind of group that you can't say no to? Um, you know, you said it yourself to Shipnick, I guess, or Shipnick that, you know, these are scary motherfuckers. So yeah. what, you know, what happens? Well, 
I saw I saw an amazing post earlier that was describing some of these main some some of the bigger names and what that where they are like five years from now like your your um oh uh, yeah the Dustin year is twenty thirty four yeah yeah, yeah yeah you saw it. my favorite one was Patrick Reed has disappeared and dismembered because he was caught cheating by a Saudi prince or something like that yes like, and I was are... like but could it <laughs> i mean we're not wrong so who the hell knows man but, so but, keep 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 an eye yeah. on keep an eye on the local stories keep an eye on michael thorne bjornson um yeah. keep an eye on the live guys and uh we're gonna bring back i say bring back after the one week hiatus we're gonna bring back a little <laughs> dfs uh i spent my time yeah in fantasy national doing my homework we already talked about the course earlier the weather there's nothing to really talk about mother there might be a little bit of rain on Friday and Saturday morning yep. that might interrupt play. Nothing. But this is also be... New England. It, it could also turn into ninety and sunny. You never know. <laughs> right. Well, and and so I, uh, I think it's I think it's time to talk DFS. I'm itching to do it. I've been looking at these these numbers yeah. and these tiers, and then we're also uh, come Thursday morning. Are we doing it Thursday mm-hmm. morning or are we, are we going to do it Wednesday night? Because Thursday morning, the first tea time, the first tea time is like six forty. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna, it's going to be this afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, uh, June fifteenth, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we will be putting out our lineups that we will be pitting against each other because that's what we're going to start with this week with the U.S. Open. Got to. We're each going to create a, a single lineup. Uh, and we're going to start kind of tracking uh, who beats who each week and then kind of see where it goes because as we're we've 20... seen with the, with the single player bets, Bud, Bud has not got a good record against me. He's He will be showing up to something we are about to talk to on a uh, talk to about on Saturday with a, with a six pack of uh, tall ones for me because Corey Connors, Corey Connors came through for me and not for Bud. <laughs> not exactly. I bet, I bet him a couple. Um, yeah, no, you're right. But but that uh. does that does bring us to so this Saturday, June eighteenth, uh, it's Saturday four to seven p.m. at the Clubhouse in Middleton, Massachusetts. If you are in the New England, Massachusetts area, come out and see us. We will be there for like I said, from four to seven. We will be on a simulator for that entire time. We will be set up. We will be doing a live show uh, from five to six thirty with special guests uh, live on the air with us. Uh, and we will be just be having a good time. We're going to be playing uh, playing some holes together. We're going to be messing around. There's going to be a, a giveaway from Piper Golf. Uh, so if you go to Piper.Golf, uh, you can check out their hats. We're going to be giving away a hat. Uh, Bell and I both have the Piper hat, but they also have another style of hat. You can go check it on. It will be your choice. Whoever wins the giveaway, which we will announce later this week, how you connect to that giveaway. Um, but if you need to come out or listen to the show that day between 5 and 6.30, uh, you will be able to be entered into that giveaway. So make sure you check it out, whether you listen to us on the air or come check us out live. We're just going to be having a good time. We're going to be meeting some people. We're going to be walking around. We're going to be mingling. Uh, watch the TikTok. We're going to have some random TikTok uh, content as we go. Old uh, Man YouTube River's going to learn TikTok live. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Look, I'm thinking we're going to have to have a TikTok of us meeting in person for the first time. I think that'll be a fun time. So Can we um, layer over the music from Chariots of Fire? <laughs> into our warm embrace uh so if you've never actually and i'll tell you what if you've never been to the clubhouse middleton it's dope look it up it's especially going into the winter months it's it's a 
it's a great place. So when you, yes. right when you walk in, it, you know, to your right's the little check-in desk, to your left's the bar. There's ten simulators. If mm-hmm. you want to get some golf going, you can register or you can reserve online or give them a call. They're great folks. They have a full bar there. Uh, they do partner with the local the restaurants that are next door mm-hmm. for bar food. So you can put orders in. They'll bring it over to you. Uh, There's giant TVs on the walls everywhere around projection screens. They've got shuffleboard. They've got darts, ping pong uh, that you can toss bags. You can watch us play. You can hang out in the lounge area. So it's a dope spot to be in. They're good people. The clubhouse Middleton. And uh, speaking of Piper golf and in the clutch, thank you all so much once again for believing in us because we believe in you and Piper. Ah, I forgot to tell you uh, my wife's blue balls came yesterday so outside of my door right there in the garage, I've got, I don't know, 25 dozen blue balls. And I've never been Perfect. more excited to get the Piper Blues in my hand. And you, you've, been, you've been playing with blue balls for a while. How has that been working out for you? Because I'll tell you what, the golds are performing. I told you that I like the action. They're soft. They, they're very soft to putt. And it actually yes. is a little it – it takes a little time to get used with your chipping because they will grip. Mm-hmm. They'll grab. It's, so, it did. Um, uh, it did take me. But I was actually finding both my putts and my chips were were coming up short, and that's not the ball's fault. That's just having to get used to them. Well, yeah. If you if you're not used to blue balls, it takes a while. Like I said, the golds are performing well for me. Your yes. blue balls seem to be giving you trouble. We'll see how the blue balls yeah, work. We really got to work on your wording, though. We got to we got to change we got to change your wording. Um, calling them for just the, straight that, up blue balls. Well, they're the Piper Blues, and so they are golf balls, and ergo, they are blue balls. So, shouts to the gang. We cannot wait for Saturday. It's going to be a fun time. I'll tell you what. We're going to get to see. We're going to have some little friendly side action bets. We're going to be seeing what's going on in the tournament. We'll be following our picks that we're going to be talking about here shortly as we compare notes and homework. And super fast, we are also going to have the guys uh, from Scoreboard Addicts. Oh, that's right. familiar with them. Scoreboard Addicts is going to come on for a few holes. They're going to basically just sit there and roast our golf swings. And how we're, we're just going to have a fun time uh, uh, kind of jarring back and forth with them. But then we're also going to have some catch-ups. If you remember from early on in the uh, the inception of the show, we had some guests on and Chad Eckert and Bo McBriar. Uh, they will be both be joining us back again uh, for a few minutes. We're going to catch up with them, see how their picks are doing. On the I, US got, Open. So I can't we'll, we'll wait to find out. There. Bringing back the I, favorites. I can't wait to find out what happened to the Patrick Reed. Always, yes. always. Chad, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> because I, I told you earlier. I always bet Brooksy in the majors. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean into Brooksy here in a second too. I don't care what the numbers say, but uh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be fun to, to bring up. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the gang from the scoreboard addicts coming on. Uh, yeah, they're good, because they're a good time. They, they, I got a feeling it's going to be like they those, just got their hearts broken with the New York Rangers, so they're going to be looking for something to really take their the ra- on, and, and it's going to be on us. <laughs> good, the Rangers fans, they deserve it. But uh, I got a feeling it'll be a lot like the back off <laughs> challenge that you see online right now, yeah. guys trying to tee off. So uh, it'll be good, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll yeah, be, I'll we'll be able to wear this one more time. If they uh, if there's a game seven on Sunday, I'll be wearing this Saturday. If not. Uh, it's going to be on to something hey, and, else. And speaking of the Celtics, shout out to uh, uh, this is completely off script and unplanned here. Are but you saying, just, are we pivoting real quick? Is this an unscripted pivot? Shout, shout out to uh, a local establishment up in Merrimack, New Hampshire. The Thirsty Moose uh, was there last week uh, or over the weekend, I should say. Um, and uh, just for ordering a, a special sample beer that they were handing out, I was able to get a free Boston Celtics uh, T-shirt. And fantastic. I got a free t-shirt. I got a free Boston Celtics ticket. Uh, so the Thirsty Moose partnering with the Celtics and with some local breweries. If you're in the Merrimack, New Hampshire area, check them out because they treated me fine, treated me well. 
and I appreciated it. Free shirts, good shirts. I like it. It was a nice shirt, too. It was like a a legitimate, like, pro shop Celtic shirt. It was fantastic. All right. But let's get into it here because we've hit that halfway mark. We're ready to pivot into some DFS, and it's U.S. Open time. So we know all of you fans listening, you're like, finally, it's about time. This is, I show up for the majors because I want to win money. I want to win the millionaire maker. I want to win the big bucks, and you guys are here to tell me how. So that's what we're going to try to do. And All right. So you, you and your Millie makers, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I'm going to tell you real quick the, what I plugged into my, what I plugged into my mixed, uh, mixed conditions model and then extracted that I'm basing my decisions off of. Sure. I normally go with, uh, with three categories and I set it and forget it, but it's a major. So I went a couple layers deeper this time. Sure. And, and right now I am looking at strokes gained off the tee. Because like we talked about, it's a U.S. Open. If you're not in the fairway, not just in play. If you're not in the fairway, you're automatically pitching out. You're looking at it. You're looking at just mm-hmm. trying to save par. Birdies out, out, out of uh, or off the menu. So strokes gain off the tee. Par fours, four fifty to five hundred because there's eight of them that are over four hundred fifty yards. So again, yep. you know it's gonna be really, really, really important that you know how to find the fairway and put yourself in position to score. Strokes gain T to green that encompasses everything that I just said. Strokes gain putting on POA, POA specifically, because again, yes. these guys have been on bent and Bermuda and they're kind of East Coast and been spoiled with the smoothness. And so we're back to a POA green. And then the one that my little kind of wild card, three putt avoidance. The the US mm-hmm. opens a place, you, you hear people talk about it. You can't, you literally can't give away strokes. You can make mistakes but you can't give away a stroke and a three putt is 1000% giving away the stroke. So those are my five off the tee, 450 to 500 on the par fours, tee to green putting and no, 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 no three putts, no three jacks. As my buddy would tell it would say three putts are for losers. Man. So, so we're actually quite, uh, we're like kind of the same on like, like maybe same, 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 but different. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so I'm going to counter your. So you're you're putting the emphasis on the the total length of the par fours, and I and I get that because there's a lot of them. I actually want a slightly different route in this, and I went from a proximity of a pro shot of 175 to 200. Because the way I'm looking at it is that don't make that face of me. <laughs> the way I'm looking at it is that uh, I think a lot of these guys are going to play it safe off the tee. I think we're gonna we're gonna see. Um, some safer clubs use and they're going to leave themselves with these longer approach shots. Uh, so if you're able to stick it tight, like we said, on these smaller greens from a longer distance, uh, you know, those are the guys I'm looking for. And yes, I'm still prioritizing uh, fairways gained as a main uh, key stack. Cause you still got to put it in the fairway, no matter what club you're using. Uh, but I really, that, that proximity of 175 to 200 is definitely a main that and strokes gain approach are like my two, like massive stats this week. Strokings putting is right up there too, but you, you know, the putting is not going to matter if you're not, if you're not putting it close in the first place. Oh, I'm sorry. Gonna, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was exhaling. Cause I, I actually, I like that. I can't disagree with it. And now I just kind of want to get into it. Well, yeah. Let's, let's do it then. Let's see where this, I'll be curious then now to see where, where our picks differ a little bit. Cause this could end up being perfect for our first kind of head to head, battle this week because we may end up with some different results considering our key stats and and i don't mind i mean this is one of those things it's kind of like preparing for you know preparing for some you know actually it's kind of like preparing for hunger games together i never understood why they were training together you're going to kill each other in the end why are you training yeah. one another no but I to would... this point 
What? Nobody, nobody eat the berries. We will both die. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Spoiler right, so, alert. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you real quick, because I yes, personally yes. don't really care about ownership this week. I almost think that you mm-hmm. have to, you have to go with what the numbers are telling you because you can't be smarter. You can't be smarter than the event. There, there's, there, there really is no such thing as a fluke winner at a U.S. Open. Correct. You know, even even people who might seemingly come out of nowhere, nobody falls ass backwards into a U.S. Open. So that said, in the 10K, the 10K and above, according to the numbers that I crunch, um, see my gut, my gut wants to go with a JT again. I think that's where the the because. JT, John Rahm, and Rory are the three that stand out in my calculations, and mm-hmm. really John Rahm being the chalkiest of them all. Um, yep. But it, it, I, I don't, I don't really put too much stock in the back-to-back thing. I think it's possible for these guys. You know, uh, what's what's his face? Brooksy did it, but yep. um, I, you know, I'd be focusing on those guys. Rory obviously is in form. And in yes. Hungary, he's won a, he's won he's, he's won and a couple of US the Open second before. half of that 10k range is almost too juicy not to start with him. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand where he that you I'm, I'm glad you got that nice snortle there. My allergies, <laughs> my allergies are killing me. But yes, I don't understand how he's England. not I don't understand how he's not higher. Like, I mean, yeah. Scotty, I, I get it, you know, but Scotty also could be cooling off. You know, you, you're not. Mm-hmm. Unless you are Tiger Woods, you don't go on heaters like he's been on for the entire season. So we'll see. I'm I'm personally I'm personally kind of thinking much more in the John Rom, Roy, McElroy. I I'm gonna keep my eye on Justin Thomas as well. Yes. Uh just because he is so dadgum good with what you identified, which is those approach shots from one fifty to two hundred. I mean, sure. he 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 hits he hits he hits a shot to two hundred the way that you know I try to hit it like one twenty five. These guys are just nuts from that distance. So that's kind of where I'm keeping my my eyeballs. So oh wow, my whole computer just tipped over. Fire <laughs> the intern. Fire the intern. Um, no, don't fire the intern. The intern was great this week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, he was awesome. Shouts. Shout, shout, shout out to uh, hold on, I don't want to get Alec Kelly. Shout out to Alec Kelly this week helping the show out. Uh, Thank you, the, intern the promos for the Saturday event. Uh, but anyway, so so I'm really liking, given the price and the the form, the kind of the landscape of the rest of the pricing throughout the the tournament here. I mean, it's really hard for me not to start with Rory and then find myself getting a couple guys in that low to mid 8K range because I'm looking at that 8K range down there and I'm thinking. I can get a Daniel Berger. I can get a Matthew Fitzpatrick. I can get a Shane Lowry, a Hideki Matsuyama. Well, Shane Lowry and Matsuyama are actually low 9K, so I'm sorry. I'm a little off on there. But still, there's guys down there right now in that range that that, like this feels like their type of course, their type of play. So – uh, so so back up to the 10k and above. What are you saying again? Tell me again. You you feel similar with uh with with the Rory-ish kind of. Yes, yeah, so I agree with you that the, the three that I'm looking at there most is Thomas, Ram, and McIlroy. Like I 100 agree yeah, with you on that. Perfect. Um, I'm leaning. I'm I'm probably just for price and and the fact that he ranks out better than the other two. Rory's my guy up there right yeah. now. Uh, and I mean, and coming off the win at the Canadian, I think he's in this this mental fortitude right now that it, the back-to-back thing just is not even a factor. No, he's, like he I seems said, to be one... playing with this fire at the moment that 
it's almost like one big long tournament to him. It's there's no separation of days right now. He's coming off the the win at the Canadian Open, going into the U.S. Open. It just seems like it's going to be a continuation of his form. I, I maybe I'm way off there, but I it's hard for me not to start with Rory. And I think you nailed it. Like in a tournament like this, where there's so many um, kind of casual players jumping into the mix because of promotions and whatnot on your DraftKings, on your FanDuel's, on Yahoo, wherever you're playing. Ownership does take a bit of a back seat because it's going to be all over the place. There's going to be people throwing out some funky lineups because they can, because there's so many different people, so, so many different people playing this week that there's, there's going to be a lot of funky lineups that are really going to throw up the ownership. So you just got to go with the guys that you think have the best chance of winning. And right now for me in that 10 K range is Rory. It's probably, yeah. I'd say Rory and JT are like my top two in that range. Perfect. You just, you just, the light bulb just went off as you were talking about it. You have to, you have to eat the chalk because on a course like this and a tournament like this, it's do or die. And if, mm-hmm. if, if you have to hit the guys who are playing well, there's only going to be a handful of them. So you've got to make sure you nail them. And again, you can't outsmart yourself uh, and think that you're going to supplant them elsewhere. So 10 K we agree. Nine K here's the thing about the nine K range, because I'm with you in the sense that I've breezed past it kind of mm-hmm. quickly after the 10k because 10k was so juicy that I, I almost locked in immediately on one of those guys like i know i'm gonna i'm no i know i'm gonna snag something here. i got i'm yes. gonna plant my flag up here this it's a chalky week these are this it's tournament time it's major time which almost forces you to skip 9k because if you go 10 and 9 yeah. then you're really handcuffing yourself and then you got to go dumpster diving no pun well, intended. And because like always it's a major or no the, offense the price ranges are deep so you yeah if so you're, you gonna get, go 10K, you're getting easy to skip the 9k range so I nobody in 9K Patrick can't lay hits for for my model pretty pretty big. Uh mostly I think it's the Poa. He's a he's great on Poa. That means the Genesis, yeah. you know, he's, he's just West been Coast playing guy. so inconsistent recently. That's right. the, that's the problem. Will Zalatoris just I I don't nah. I don't think so. But um Xander's the other one that, that kind of pops yes. for my he pops for my my model. But at he pops 96, big in my model. he does. But at 96, I don't want to spend that kind of cheddar for him if I'm going to plant my flag at the 10K range. Yep. And I am I going agree. to go down to 8K mostly because I already told the world I, I always bet on Brooks. Yeah. You in the U.S. Brooks, Open, yeah, if he's it. healthy, I want him there. But as you're talking about some of these other names, guys that pop on the model for me, Max Homa and Tony Finau, Tony mm-hmm. just coming off of Tony just coming off of his his week last week. Max Homa, I, I don't think so yet. Sam Burns is still top 20 in my model, and so is Daniel Berger. So, yeah. And Billy, Billy Ho is at 13, and Cameron Young's at 15. These are in my models. So I've got a lot there in that 8K range that has potential if I'm as smart as I think I am. And that's the key. Are we ever as smart as we think we are? I know I'm not. I don't know about you, but. No, thank God I'm pretty. Yeah, hey, that's for, that's for you to decide in your mirror, I guess. But <laughs> mirrors never lie. So, uh, if I am gonna if I am gonna play a little action, obviously, like I said, I'm gonna be taking Brooks at 8700. I don't yes. care that he ranks shit on my models. I think it's 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 U.S. Open, it's major season, and um, I really do think that he's gonna play well this week. I think he's kind of seeing everybody else. You know, John Rahm was out there. He made his stand, uh, you know, at the press conference. Rory got to win. JT got to chirp. Everybody else is chirping. Mm-hmm. Brooks finally went off at some reporter. He's like, why are you talking about something that happened last week? 
And the guy was like, oh, he goes, you can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror, can you? And yep. the, the reporter's like, nope, no, you can't. He goes, thank you. Anything else? Like, And I'm like, yes, I want to see it. I want him to go out there and shoot the sexiest 71 that we've ever seen because it's going to be a tough, tough try. Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I may have just made my lineup to go up against you. And okay, it's a pretty, good. it's a, I, I feel like it's a pretty sexy lineup and I'm going to be, I, and I am able to use your main guy against you and Brooks. I, I, I good. <laughs> I, I welcome it. Um, I think that organically, if listen, if we, if we independently actually did come up with the exact same six man lineup, then, I mean, then we are the greatest pair to ever exist in the learned of podcasts <laughs> that, that I'm taking, that I'm taking out alone. We're putting it all on the line. Yes. Um, no, but getting down into the deeper end where you do need to pick up some, uh, uh, shall I say some, I don't know, loose ends. Louis Oosthuizen is a mm-hmm. name that I might, I might mess around with, uh, down at seven K range. Got a fantastic history at the U S open. He always shows up top 10 in the last three years. Yeah. So Louis is a guy that you can get down there in the seven K range. Mm-hmm. Um, Mido, I don't, uh. don't sleep on it. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, he's in my lineup. I'm on Mido again. And then as always, you know, Patrick Reed at 7,200. Boo. <laughs> I, I just, could you imagine if Patrick Reed won this US? Oh Open? my God. <laughs> what? I mean, that almost I made think, me choke. You just heard that, I, everyone. <laughs> I think that would I think that would break golf if Patrick Reed won this US. So here's the irony. It, Remember, it, it, was, it was it was like four years ago that he was Captain America. I know, right? Right. It really was. Oh God. Can, can we talk about someone who please. does in that low 7K range, who I think is gonna go under owned, who I think has the perfect game for this scenario. Who hasn't been playing a lot recently? He finished 60th at the PGA Championship. Not a fantastic finish. Made the cut, but not a fantastic finish. Obviously, hasn't played since, but finished 13th at the U.S. Open last year, and that is at 7,300. Mister Russell Henley. I I don't mind a little Henley action this week, and I think he's. I'm just. I, I know we're not putting a lot of stake in ownership this week. But I want to oh, – it's going to make me select more favorite players before it gives me – hold on. Give me two seconds here. i got to star some guys. Good. While you're star – star Sung J.M. for me while you're at it because that's a guy I have my eye on in the 7K range. Oh, Sung J, a name who hasn't been said on this show in a while. No, but, I mean, he is top 10 off the tee. He's top 10 in, in that par 4 range, and he's at least okay, top you, 45 in the putting. You want to know what ownership you can enjoy him at? What? Just about eighteen <laughs> percent. Chalk it up. Chalk, you, you know, laugh. you know what you can get Russell Henley at what eight percent. Do you want to do a side, a side head to head Henley against M for that six pack? Ooh. Here's the deal. Okay, okay. here's so the deal. Yes. I'm bringing, okay. a, I'm bringing a, tw- I'm bringing a twelve pack Saturday. Okay, and and if and if Sung actually, no, I'm going to bring a six pack and, and yeah, and just bring the up. six pack. We'll play for the six pack. We'll leave it there on the counter. And who is no, who, no, I no, mean, no. We'll, I owe you. I owe you that. That's, that's right. That's, you do that, owe me a six. That, pack. That's yeah. the I owe you six tall boys from Corey Connors a long time ago. <laughs> um, we'll we'll settle this up next week at the end of the tournament, assuming okay, okay. Russell makes the cut. Because I'll take Sung Jay over you know on Russell. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to put my Henley on my card this week. 
No, I didn't say I'm actually going to play. I, I, I might not even play Sung Jay in my lineup, but I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take him straight up on Russell Headley. I like That's it. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. So before we, you know, I mean, we're not really pressed for time yet, but I do want to just uh, get your take on my lineup here because you know I, I you're going to like your it. hand. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tip my hand right now. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Because you know what, you can be listening, like- and then just in a couple hours, we're going to release these on Twitter, and you can go ahead and like and retweet them as well. So if you like my lineup, if you like buds, if you dislike Elo, just let us know. Hit a comment. We don't care if it's a positive or negative comment. We just want the love. We want to know that. We oh, want to know that you're I, listening. I, I breathe vibes. <laughs> yes, yes. But here's so. So like that I said, sense. I am. I am definitely starting with Royal Mac. Uh, Royal, Royal. I said with Rory McIlroy. That's that's the British coming out of him, the Mister Royal McIlroy. <laughs> Mister Royal McIlroy. <laughs> no, no, so I'm going to start my lineup off with Rory McIlroy, and then coming in at 8400, I am going to go to Daniel Berger because he does rank out number one in my model this week. And if I was anything on this show, uh, I'm not going to ignore the way my model works and go number one. And in fact, most of these, actually all six of these guys rank out top 20 in my model and the majority of them rank out top 10. So I have Rory, I have Daniel Berger, I have Mito Pereira, I have Russell Henley, Justin Rose, and Brooks Kepka coming in. And I think I have a pretty, um, for this type of tournament in the U.S. Open, I think I have enough veteran names here that are going to come through and uh and show up at least to finish in your your top 30 top 40 range to to get enough dk points to uh to hit their value russell henley jr the third and just to make that clear for anybody listening that is going to be my millie maker lineup right there I'm gonna. I'm going to, for the sake of the show, for the fake of this one, uh, for the fake, for the sake of this one, one on one contest here with Bud. I'm gonna only enter one lineup into the melee maker. I'm gonna enter lineups into other contests as well. But I'm gonna go for a one and done shot. I know it's not the greatest money uh, management um, of maximizing of my entries, but we're gonna go for that one and done in the melee maker. We're gonna see what happens, and that's gonna be the lineup. I like it. I like the fervor. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there yet on my lineup. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, that's the only fine. one. That, the only one that's for sure is going to be Brooksy. Uh, everybody else, I'll tell you, I do. I, I am trying to make the math work. I don't know who my 10K guy is going to be, but I'm definitely. I'll tell you that I'm definitely going to take 10K guy either mm-hmm. John, John, Rom, Roy, or JT. I and do think you where, need. I do think you need one of those three in your lineup this week. Oh, got to. I think, got I to. think it's a fair. And look. Scotty Scheffler might go out there and win for all we know because he, he is playing some great golf this year and especially in the majors. Uh, but at his price, I don't feel like yeah. you have to have him in your lineup. So he may go out there and win, but because of what you would be able to afford at, you know, once you factor in his price, you may not necessarily finish towards the top of the standings. You might still cash. I'm not saying you won't cash with Scotty Scheffler, but, you know, with, be, with the savings you you can get with your, you know, Rom Thomas or McElroy. I feel like one of those three is going to end up in, for instance, the 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 millionaire lineup. So, yeah, you got to take somebody in that 10K. I love – that's the thing is then I got I got a lot of love in the eight and the nine. So, I mean, I love yes. me some Tony Finau. I love me some Brooks Koepka. Um, and so it's going to be trying to balance, find that combination of, guy, uh, of players that I really feel good about at the same time. I mean, if I could, 
I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm looking for somebody right there on the line at 7K to really mm-hmm. make me happy. Uh, a guy like Luke List is somebody where I'm like, yeah, eh, maybe. I don't think there's a 6K player that I would play. I think Not, it'd be fun. No one I think stood it'd be fun. out to me. I think it'd be fun to play Phil Mickelson just to do it. Um, <laughs> he's another one. What if Phil? What if Phil wins? The, what if Phil wins the U.S. Open? Oh gets God. his career. Here's my question to you, though. Would that? What, that would be the career Grand Slam for him, right? Would that career? Yes. This yeah, it would be right. So what? What happens to the internet? What happens to the golf world? What happens to the haters? Okay. If the Twitter, Phil, would, golf if Twitter would blow up. <laughs> Would people want to see it? Would people be rooting for him? Would people want him to fail? Because it serves you right. You take your oil. I I think when it comes down to Sunday championship golf, if it was Phil, they're going for the win. I think, I think it would all balance itself out to where the golf fans would come out and say, we still would love to see Phil accomplish this. I think there would be a lot of support behind Phil to win this. If it came down to him having a shot on Sunday. Well, and I think it would be a fantastic story. It would be arguably the as big of a story as if Tiger were to come back and win. It would be like the next best, the next biggest story if Phil were to to complete his career Grand Slam uh, after you know playing mainly on the Champions Tour for a while and then and then moving over to LIV. I think if he came back and won the U.S. Open this year, it would be a massive story for golf and would go down in history. You know. I've got a sleeper that I think is gonna gonna end up rounding out my lineup. Is it Michael um, Thorman Bjorn or whatever his name? Thorman Bjornson? No, I actually I'd take Michael. Where is my boy? What's my boy at? Yeah, what's his price? I didn't even look it up when you mentioned him earlier. Uh, Thorn, Thor Bjorn. He's sixty two hundred. Um, sleeper not, right there. Sleeper. It's it's not. It's not. It's I know. Not it's my, not. Give it's me not a real Mikey. sleeper. No, that's why they call it a sleeper because I, I still haven't pulled the trigger on it. Uh. We'll find out if I end up going with Kevin. Well, we see it. So okay, so keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for Bud's lineup this afternoon, Wednesday, June fifteenth, for his sleeper pick. Look, check out his lineup close because he's obviously. I have a sense we're going with some different lineup strategies here. I didn't plan on building my lineup live on the show here, but oh, I like it. I just, I you know what, I put it together and I just liked it so much that I'm going to fire it off. And I'm I'm the one over here drinking on the air. No, actually, I'll t- I'll tell you right now, my sleeper because I'm actually kind of proud of it. The more I think of it, and, and, and it's it is kind of going all in on one aspect and one aspect only. But when I think about a player who, if you take the bomb like the bomber out of it, like you you yeah. can be a bomber and that doesn't mean shit this week. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, uh, unless you're Rory and you're a bomber who can hit it 350 with a tight little draw and onto a landing strip. Sure, but uh, is Kevin Kisner. Because, oh, well, because it, it, he still is top 10 in putting, especially yeah. he's, he's eighth on POA, top 10 overall. And if this turns into any, he, if this turns into a short game fest, that's his, that's his bread and butter. If he, if he can, mm-hmm. if he can, and he's always talked about, it, he's never going to win a major because Augusta's is not set up for a guy like him. Well, no, it's not at 7,800 yards. Um, yeah. You know, Southern Hills, you know, Kiowa at 8,000. This is set up for a guy like a Kevin Kisner who hits a 260 little fade mechanically every single time and can just find a fairway. And, and from a 150 in, that's where this game is going to be played. That's This entire major is going to be one 150 yards in because guys, when they do miss the fairway, are going to have to get up, up and down from 120, 100 yards in just to save par. 
that's Kevin Kisner to a T. So he's a wild card in the sense yep. that recent form isn't a hundred isn't wonderful, but he also hasn't been shit in the bed. Uh, it's not like he's he, so I don't know. He might be the linchpin that frees up also a hundred extra dollars that then does some other things for me, that domino effect. Cause that I started looking down at the six K range thinking, is there anybody down here? So bulldog nation, we, we might have to, we might have to come together, not for Brendan Todd, but yes, we'll come back to Brendan Todd, but for Kevin Kisner at the U S open, you heard it here first. I don't, I don't hate the Kisner call out. Um, Cause look, the fact of the matter is he ranks out 38th in my model. So he's in that top end. Um, so technically, you know, I'm, I'm predicting, predicting him to make the cut according to my model. So I don't hate, yep. I don't hate the Kisner. What makes me, what makes me nervous about the Kisner pick is like you said, the re- the recent form is he's not necessarily playing great at the moment. Um, but if his putt, but because of his putting and his strokes gain approach, he can definitely pull it together. It's all about if he can hit the fairway and the fact that what we've seen out of Kevin Kisner and, the past three years in the different U.S. Open formats, which are tend to play, like we said, these tougher, more strategical formats. You know, he's got two uh, finishes, you know, higher than 45th. I think it was like 49th and 55th, whereas, and then a missed cut in the last three years at the U.S. Open. He's a toss-up. He, if he puts it together, he's the type of guy who could surprise and jump into your top 10, top 20, and easily make your money back. So it's look if you're looking for that shot in the dark, I don't hate it. We'll see, we'll see, we'll, we'll see, see this come. We'll, we'll see coming up later on this afternoon, and yes. then we'll see again on Saturday who is eating crow and who is <laughs> popping bottles. Um, and I will just say yeah. thank you again once uh, to Piper for your wonderful product and everything you are doing to support us and in the clutch apparel. As always, to the boys and girls at Fantasy National, and thank you so much, Mom and Dad at Belly Up, for letting me once again crash your party. Back to you in the studio, Andrew. Yes, and that is, does bring us to the end of this episode of Divots and Pivots, the U.S. Open edition. And like we said, this Saturday, June 18th, at the Clubhouse of Middleton, Massachusetts, uh, we will be live there. We will be 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, you can come. You can play golf on the simulators with us. You can shoot the shit with us. You can watch us get roasted by the guys at the scoreboard addicts. You can hang out and watch golf with us. We're just going to be having a good time. And you can come or listen in and have your chance to win a Piper Golf uh, hat of your choosing. We'll figure that out. We'll reach out to the winner and have them choose. But as always, come check us out. Uh, We will be live Saturday from 5 to 6.30, but we will be on location from 4 to 7 at the Clubhouse in Middleton. As always, check us out on TikiLive.com, BellyUpTV on Roku and Apple TV, and everywhere you get your podcasts uh, weekly, daily, however you choose to uh, take it in. We love you guys, and we will see you Saturday, June 18th. Have a great week, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, 
and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.